couple of leftover thoughts from the Pacers game, and then we dive into a January where the Celtics went 11-5, and and for all the negative feelings that I heard, it felt like it was actually a pretty good month. We'll talk about it right now on the Lockdown Celtics Podcast. Be ever ready. Recognize the city of champs. Boston, baby, we do what you can't. Locked on number 18, Tatum and Brown, J team. Step back, we gon' wet that and slay teams. Of course, the Celtics, who else could it be? Screaming like KG with the Larry OB. Corrales above average, assessing the team status. Best daily pod, no cap, salary matching. Clutch like Bird to DJ, keep John on replay. Primetime, dapping up the truth on the sideline. Rain and Jays, how it started, raising banners, how we finished. Locked on Celtics pod, home of the winners. B. Hey there, welcome back to the Lockdown Celtics Podcast, right here on the Lockdown Podcast Network, where it's your team every day, and I got you covered every Monday through Friday, plus bonus podcasts on the weekend when they play, so make sure you're subscribed on your favorite device, become an everydayer, join me on this little podcast journey, Monday through Friday, you know, it's go to work, whatever you're doing, uh, shower, walk the dog, whatever it is, hop on board, make this your first listen every day. Hop into the YouTube page, get into the comment section. Let me know what you're thinking. I'm John Corrales. I used to play. Now I'm covering the Celtics for Boston Sports Journal. And today we are talking about a little bit left over from the Pacers and uh, Celtics 11 and 5 this month in, in January. A pretty good January. We'll stack it up on, you know, against some of the other months. Uh, this year and we'll, we'll see where, where it stacks up. I, I think it's actually pretty good. Today's show brought to you by prize picks, the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepicks.com slash lockdown NBA. Use that code lockdown NBA, all lowercase for first deposit match up to a hundred dollars. Let's bring in our boy, Tom Westerholm, Tom underscore NBA. Hey, it's been a little bit. How you doing, Tom? I'm good, man. How are you? Oh, I'm great. I'm great because the Celtics are at the top of the East. We get to talk basketball once again. This is a a fun time. Great time to be alive, Tom. Great time to be alive. Uh, Celtics Pacers, you uh, have not had a chance to voice your opinion uh, on the uh, old podcasting machine. Uh, what was your big takeaway from that game? I uh, I mean, I thought the it, it was kind of funny watching how how much the halves were juxtaposed, right? Where it was like. The first half, I mean, they're just like completely unconscious. Yeah. Everybody's making everything. Nobody can get no, no, no Pacers planning to get a single stop. Second half is very different, but then the Celtics win it um, defensively, right? With like that, that, that last yeah. kind of stand down the stretch, um, especially on that last possession. I, I enjoyed um, Joe Missoula, uh, like you, you going fishing in the, uh, the post game for like a Derek White quote and Joe Missoula, just genius. He's a genius. Yeah, yeah, genius. yeah. He's a genius. It's like, yeah, I mean, I don't disagree. I don't, I don't, I don't disagree, Joe. Yeah. So, that's that's um, what I said, Joe, give me something more on that, <laughs> which just my, I, I got to say, like, I don't know if I'm, if I'm overstating it, D- did I get too amped up for a take file in the file to give? Because I, I was watching the, the broadcast. I don't get a chance to like, I'm watching the game when I'm there uh, and I'm rewatching the game at home. I watch the broadcast. I'm like, I'm anxious to hear what Scal said. And he's like, oh, that's the file to give. And I'm like, wait a second, wait a second, wait a second. This was a three-point game with under a minute left and momentum going down the, you know, Pacers way. 
And Derek White is, he, he actually, it's kind of his fault because he, he didn't see Buddy Heald reading the play. He put the pass in a spot where Heald like, was able to come over and get the steal. And he recognizes, like, oh, crap, they're in transition. We're stuck. And he has the wherewithal to be like, that. we have the foul to give. I'm going to give it now yeah. so we can get set. It's not give them give the foul or like wait because people might say you wait to do the foul to give until the last two minutes if you want to keep it to to mess up a last minute play or something and he's like no he recognized this is a huge defensive stand here taking that foul allows the celtics to set their defense and by setting their defense they get two huge blocked shots i thought that was the smartest play of the game. Yeah, and Joe said that's the genius play. But I don't know. I haven't heard anybody else talking about that. I think that's an amazing play to be like, oh, we've got this file. I'm going to use it now in a spot that people don't normally think about that. I don't think a lot of players are aware. It's just high basketball IQ. I, I don't know. Maybe maybe it's me, but I, I'm like well, rushing over that play. I mean, look, I, I see your point and agree with you. I do think I also will say, but to your point about like, I don't know. Maybe maybe you're overstating it. Maybe we're overstating it. There's a very non-zero chance that Joe Mazzullo is just like you know, busting your balls a little bit, right? Like that. Like oh, he yeah. was that's 100 happening. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Genius. That was genius. All the games that he did there, like, like that. 100 chance that Joe could have been doing that. But no, I mean, look, I think like that kind of awareness, right? And like, because because I think. And this is something that it's I hate to do this too often, right? Where it's like, because I mean, it's not like I played NBA basketball or anything um, yeah. remotely close to it. But like that kind of awareness, it's hard to explain like how fast things are moving when you're on like to, to, to kind of have that like, OK, OK, this I made, you know, this this happened then this happened, this happened, this might happen here. All right, I'm going to foul right here. Like just that like quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pow. Like that's that's high level stuff. And I think. Um, you know, it's, it's not some, it's not some kind of secret that Derek white is a very smart basketball player. I think you, you can kind of, you can kind of pick that up intuitively. Even I think, even if you don't break down film, I think you can kind of pick up intuitively. Like that guy seems like he knows what he's doing most of the time. It seems like he makes a lot of good decisions. Um, but yeah, I mean, between that one and between the defensive stand between the blocked shot, I thought, I thought he was just excellent. And I thought it was, um, kind of funny watching him go off in the first quarter after, uh, you know, he'd just been so off for, you know, a, a couple games there, um, kind of gets himself on track in the fourth quarter against the Pelicans. And then it's just like, nope, they're, they're, I'm not done. This is a tidal wave of mean regression. Yeah. And I'm going to just keep riding it all the way to like 21st half points. Uh, yeah. I mean, really excellent player, man. Sometimes water finding its level is very aggressively finding its level, yeah, yeah, splashing right. one way or the other. Yeah. Um, when, it, when it's been a drought, it'll be a flood. Yes, that's right. Uh, the other thing I wanted to mention, and I, I, I kind of brushed past Kristaps Porzingis last night. I was like, he had a tough night, um, which he did. He got moved off his spot plenty. Pascal Siakam targeted him a bit. But also, he just being out there opened up so much by pulling Miles Turner out of the paint yeah. that even though he didn't have the best individual game, you look back on it and you're like, you know what? He actually, you know, I don't want to get caught up in the, geez, he didn't shoot well type of stuff. Um, 
And again, get getting moved off of your spot, you know, you're trying to defend and you're getting pushed around a little bit. Like that's maybe, maybe it was his ankle. Maybe his ankle sore and he just couldn't hold his ground. Uh, maybe that, that that's like, I, I, but I do think there's like, you know, obviously he's not the strongest guy in the world. Right. And yeah. so, you know, the fact that he gets, when he gets the ball at the free throw line, trying to post at the, at the free throw line, he's not, you know, banging that guy, shouldering him down into the restricted area or anything like that. Right. That's as far down as he's going to get. And right. so that's part of the, if there is an issue with Porzingis, it's that he, he lacks the strength to back people down. He's going to have to do it a different way, which is fine. But the, the impact that he had just by opening up driving lanes and pulling a shot blocker out of the way and allowing the Celtics to be aggressive. And then because of that aggressiveness, forcing help and the Celtics passing to take advantage of that help that, you know, mostly in the first, first half, uh, I I think that was a bigger deal, and I didn't mention it enough yesterday. I didn't mention it at all yesterday, so I kind of want to rectify that and be like, you know what? For all of the individual stuff that Porzingis, you know, maybe struggled with, he did have a, a bigger positive impact on the game. I'm I'm a little bit curious to see what would happen if in the postseason some team said, "All right, we hear you, Kristaps Porzingis can hit threes. Totally. We believe it. Beat us with that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like I'm curious what, what that will look like because Porzingis, I mean, yeah, he's, he's a good, really good shooter can shoot from deep, all that stuff. And, and his floor spacing really opens things up for the Celtics to the point that they're almost like that. If he's, I mean, like if you're really reacting to Porzingis, like the stuff that you're giving up is probably going to beat you. Like there's a reason the Celtics are the number one team in the, in the NBA right now. I, I don't know. I mean, if, if you just kind of sold out and said, all right, uh, Porzingis, you do it. You do it. Because <laughs> I, 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 because I, I think that you, while you shoot pretty well, I feel way worse about Jason Tatum going unimpeded to the hoop than I do about, you know, about, about these, these 27 foot threes. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I wonder what that will, what that would look like if it happens. Well, yeah, it's an interesting you know, I don't. I don't know if they're they're gonna be willing to sag off of him. They might not. Yeah, because because the other thing is, then he gets momentum, right? Like then, yeah. then he, you know, if he's missing, he can go to the. It's not like he can't go to the hoop a little bit. Like he's yeah. a really good player. Like it's not, you know, it's not a perfect solution. But I'll tell you what doesn't work is just giving Jason Tatum drives to the hoop because right. he's really good at those. So. That's right. They're gonna have to figure something else out. Uh, I think the Porzingis impact. Uh, this month, this past month has been really good. And we'll talk about the more Porzingis as we get into the thoughts on an 11 and five, pretty good month. 11 and five in January is pretty good. We'll talk about that in just a second. Today's show is brought to you by prize picks, daily fantasy sports made fun and easy because you get to pick two to six players. And all you've got to do is get their projections, right? So they set the projections. You say more or less than the projections. So is it Jason Tatum points at 26? Is it, um, I'm sorry, as I'm reading this, I feel like I'm watching 
Tom Westerholm struggle very mightily off camera, and I'm trying to keep it together and being unsuccessful. Uh, we'll talk about that when we come back. Uh, but if you pick more or less, you pick it correctly. If you get all six right, you can be 25 times your money. That's pretty good and better than Tom Westerholm is doing at his home office, for sure. Uh, go play prize picks. They even offer a reboot policy. If your player gets hurt, you can go ahead and feel okay about your pick because if that player doesn't come back, that player gets rebooted. PrizePix is the only daily fantasy sports platform with injury insurance, so you can have fun with that and peace of mind. So, And you can mix up sport. You can go basketball and football. You can do all that kind of stuff. Go to prizepix.com slash NBA. prizepix.com slash NBA For a first deposit match up to $100, it's a pretty good deal. prizepix.com slash NBA. Use the code NBA all lowercase. You get a first deposit match up to $100. Uh, prize picks. It's daily fantasy sports made easy and go check out locked on sports today. It's the first ever 24 seven streaming channel on YouTube for national sport. I mean, you want the biggest stories in sports with the local experts, the locked on hosts. You don't want that screaming. You don't want the yelling. You don't want that contrived crap. You want actual sports talk on the biggest stories of the day. Go check out locked on sports today, streaming 24 seven on YouTube. Um, I, I, Tom, I have to ask, uh, it seems like you are in a slightly different position. Yeah. It feels like maybe you are not, in fact, are you, go ahead and speak for me. Oh, I can't hear you because I feel like your tumble and fall that I did see might have kicked your mic out and your mic cord uh, or something. I, I do not hear. How about now? There we go. Okay. There we go. What? I, I'm vertical. I'm, you're, I'm straight. You're currently. So please explain to have, me. If what you have video of that. Um, I don't, but okay. I wish I did. I, I just oh, want to see okay. it from that angle. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm reading, I'm reading the ad and I just, so I I'm constantly, so I got my ad for people that's a little behind the scenes. I got a two monitor set up here. Peel this curtain back on my right. On my right monitor is all of notes, ad reads, um, everything, the schedule, the, well, everything on my left is my, we use Streamyard. I've got a double box here. And below I have, so I have the box that shows me what uh, is going out. And I have the preview underneath that shows me me and you all the time. And so I can be aware in case something happens, whatever. Uh, and then I just, I'm, I'm constantly like looking over to make sure that what's going out is good. Yeah. So I look over and <laughs> all I see is your foot. <laughs> <laughs> and uh a, a splayed out like you very clearly from my perspective it feels like you went to sit back down because you got up as the ad well my dog and, was and, in my dog was in the room and the door closed okay. on her and she would have been kind of doing it ah! like the whole time yeah 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 so i saw you get up and leave now i'm thinking like i don't know what's going on with tom did he is he having some uh, in digestive distress 
where I might have to. Crohn's boys. I mean, you know, you, you can't rely on us. Oh, yeah. no, you don't know. So I'm now I'm constantly looking back and forth to be like, okay, when is Tom going to be here? So I'm just check, check. Oh, Tom's on his ass. Okay. Ow. Now I have a different scenario here. Am I, am I going to have to come back by myself while Tom has is dealing with a fractured coccyx or some other fall on your ass related injury? My wrist did not feel good when I went down. Like it felt like a full 34 years. Uh, like, it's, you know, like, you're going to be you like know. a Jason Tatum rap on your, on your wrist well, now. I might have to, man. Every podcast. Yeah, I, I I have no comment, uh, or I have no I have no nothing additional to add to that. Um, you know, we we try to we'll get into practice tomorrow. Um, work on sitting down in my chair. Try to get a little yeah. better every day. Um, but you know, it's like, I, like I, I you know, it's I, I really am starting to feel like there's an expectation that I'm just that I'm going to be perfect every single time I sit down <laughs> in a chair. And like, it's just that's just not reality. You know, I, I you know, it's, it's yeah. My- my only regret is that I did not have the record each host individually function turned on because that would have absolutely gone out onto social media. You're lucky. I am the only one um, yeah. who has witnessed this. All right. Uh, I feel so bad for the people listening on the podcast because they're like, well, just picture it. You can see a picture of Tom Westerholm. Picture him. Picture me reading this ad read and Tom going to sit down on a chair and like the wheels just given out and there you went just leans so, back too far <laughs> it, it all went just like <laughs> the microphone was not there i tried to keep it together but then i just could not get that picture out of my head all right celtics were 11 and 5 in january it's the most games they've played in the month this season they were 3 and 0 in october so 11 and 4 in november 12 and 2 in December and 11 and 5. So very consistent. 11 wins, 12 wins, 11 wins. Uh, played a couple more games this month than last month. So, uh, you know, and a couple more losses. Uh, but, you know, look, in January, they they played some, some tough teams. So the losses to OKC, that's a, that's a good team. Milwaukee on that stupid stretch. We're all schedule loss. They lost to the champs, the Denver Nuggets. They lost to the potential champ, the Clippers. Everybody's kind of like on there. And they lost to the Indiana Pacers. So that's the pay. Those are all good teams. There's not a single bad loss in there. Uh, unless you want to say the Milwaukee loss was just a horrible loss because of just the nature of it. Yeah. Or the Clippers loss was a bad loss because of the nature of it. But just looking at the schedule, I I think, look, you maybe there were a couple of struggles in there. That's fine, but losses to OKC, Milwaukee, Denver, LA, and Indiana are fine. Me now, some people might be like, "Well, you're now the now we're worried about the record against those those elite teams." They're like, you know, I'm I'm not so worried about that because I don't know you you lose to good teams like sure. I had somebody, I had somebody ask a question today, like, I'm worried about these teams with good wing defenders and the Celtics seem to struggle against that. Like, yeah, most teams tend to struggle against teams with good defenders. They're good defenders and it's harder to beat them. This speaks to like Joe Missoula's, you know, entitlement thing, which he wasn't talking about the players. He was talking about us 
he 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 wants he kind of wants like a reset of what people expect from his team because they're like yeah you, I can't believe you struggled with the Denver Nuggets but they're the champs they've got the MVP or should be the MVP like I don't know but my overall take 11 and 5 these they beat the teams they're supposed to beat they lost to good teams they you know they also beat some good teams so that's they beat Dallas they they're okay uh, they they beat Indy uh, again. They beat New Orleans, their playoff team. Yeah, uh, they beat Minnesota. Uh, they beat Indy twice. Like that. That's so. Yeah. Anyway, they they crushed Miami, which I don't know if that counts, but uh, yeah, good. Month. I think it's a good month. Better month than maybe considering the the takes that were going out there than than maybe I expected. Or I think that's the key. I think it's it's like the the pan like any amount of panic about this team. It remains completely um, unreasonable as is any amount of like, Hey, this team is going to cruise. They're going to go four, 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 four all the way to the title. Like that's, that's right. also not reality. Right. Like neither of these things is reality. The reality is that the Celtics are a really, really good team. Probably a great team. Probably like, like in that range, they have that, they have the potential to be that elite, great team. And I think there's plenty of reason to believe that they can get there, that they'll, that they'll make a deep playoff run, but there's no, you can't guarantee it. Like that's not, that that's not reality in the NBA. There's too many other good players. There's too many things that can happen. There's too many Indiana Pacers who could trade for Pascal Siakam. And all of a sudden they just like improved their team drastically. Like there's too many um, Kawhi Leonard's and Paul George's who can actually defend your guys pretty credibly. And Hey, if Chris Tapps Porzingis isn't in the game to kind of punish their lack of that kind of um, that, that kind of stretchy defensive big man. Yeah. You might, you might struggle. And I mean, they might really take it to you. Like Kawhi Leonard's really good. That's a tough team. Um, and at the same time, right. You like when we watched them play the Timberwolves the first time, the Timberwolves had so many answers for the Celtics. Second time the Celtics played the Timberwolves Celtics had figured some things out. Yep. First time they played the Clippers, they absolutely just pieced them. And and I, I Kawhi was out that game, right? So it's like yeah. you know they're some so and like you were on were, like uh, weird Clippers schedule. were tired, blah blah. Yeah. yeah. But then yeah, the next time the Clippers played the Celtics, Clippers had had a good look at them. The Clippers flipped it around. It's the NBA. There are some really excellent teams out there, and the Celtics are one of them. And they have you know as good a chance as anyone, and a better chance than most of making it to the NBA Finals. And that's as much as you can ask for they've number one in the Eastern conference, even after an 11, five January, number one in the, in the NBA best record in the NBA after an 11 and five January. I, I think they're in a good place. They are in a good place. Let's, let's get into some of the stats because the stats are interesting too. Uh, when we come back today's show is brought to you by FanDuel. FanDuel Sportsbook is America's number one sports book for a reason because they are giving you special offers like, Place any $5 bet. If it wins, you get $200 in bonus bets. Super Bowl Sunday is coming up, and that's a great way to have some fun over there in FanDuel. It's all about scoring the best seat on the couch, grabbing your favorite football snacks, and placing some super bets. So FanDuel has found ways for you to end the season on a, with a W or two or three. So bet on Super Bowl 58 with FanDuel. They've got bets for like, who will score a touchdown? Which players will score a touchdown? Uh, how many points will be scored? So much more. Prop bets are always like super popular on FanDuel. 
Again, join today. Go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. You sign up. You place a $5 bet or more. If you win, you get $200 in bonus bets. So go ahead. Make it a good one. FanDuel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sportsbook partner of the NFL. And the best part about FanDuel is they've got you covered with the tools to help you gamble responsibly. Go ahead. Set your limits. Set your budget. Have fun. You know what you can afford to spend having fun on FanDuel. Set your limits. Set your budgets. And go ahead. Have fun. Gamble responsibly. Thanks for making Locked On Celtics your first listen every day. Go check out Locked On NBA wherever you got this podcast. Rotating hosts all week long. I'll be hosting on Wednesdays with Jake Madison when the Celtics don't play on a Tuesday, something that they seem to be doing a lot of this season, but I'll be there next week. So go check it out wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, it's a fun little show. Uh, let's get back to the conversation with Tom Westerholm, who remains seated and upright. So good for you, Tom. That's already an improvement. Uh, you know, so- I just I, the ten to twelve times this season, I want to I want to fall down and have to get myself back up. Um, <laughs> it's good. You like when that happens. I like I when like that happens. That. I like when yeah, that happens. Yeah, yeah. I want it to happen more. Yeah. Um, Joe is a complete psycho. <laughs> He's a maniac. <laughs> he really is. But although, look, I will say I do agree. Like he and I do think similarly when it comes to that stuff. Like when when you blow a lead, it's like great. Great. Go ahead. What, what did you learn from this? Did yeah. you take something away from this? Like you won. So first of all, you won. Great. You won. Yep. You blew a lead. Let's dive into this. Let's break down the fit. Let's get into it. Let's see. Because then if you, if you figure out the why, then you can fix the why. Yep. That's the best part. Like I, I firmly wholeheartedly believe in all of that. Um, and the Celtics look, they're January uh, it seemed like it's, it's a side note before you, it, it's just hilarious how combative he is about this stuff. <laughs> like, like, yeah. Yeah, it's like, like, it's just like, yeah, like I, I, I just, I just think, I just think there's so much entitlement, like just coming at everybody's neck. Like, okay, dude. Okay. <laughs> like, He's I hear what you're saying. And also like, I don't know, man, like we got to analyze it a little bit and we can see some of right. the things that you're doing wrong. So it's, uh, I, don't know. I will, I will say that I think. I think if Joe should like could do anything in his post games, it's it's also understand that we're not in the NBA and we don't like live, breathe all that. Like the people we're the people that we're writing for and doing these podcasts for, like, can we get some just you know, just explain a couple of things because I think people just want to know why certain things happen Yeah, and not, not just like have everything be super deep psychological, which, you know, again, I eat that stuff up. I love it. I get it. But like, you know, just, just dial, dial it back from 10 to like 8.5 and just, I don't know. I don't want to say play along, but you know, just well, or if you, if you if it's that offensive, then ex, then explain it, man. Yeah. Like, yeah, we we all agree that you know more than us. If yeah, we yeah, knew yeah. more than you, we would be making the kind of money that you make doing what you do. <laughs> like, yeah. we don't. We're not even close, and none yeah. of us think we are. Yeah, I think. Really, well, well, I don't want to say none of us think we are. I've interacted with enough sports fans who think they know more than coaches. Yes, yes. that's oh, not true. Yeah, but yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's right. So the Celtics (laughs) shot 46.8% from the field, which is what they shot in November, basically 
and only like a couple percentage points. They shot 49.6% from the field in December, which I think we all can admit is a little much, a little outrageous. Um, but but still, like obviously really good. Uh, for all of the swings, three-point shooting-wise, and maybe it felt like streakiness, you know, extremes, they shot 39.3% from three in January. Uh, that's their best three-point shooting month of the season. So, I don't know. I, I feel like that one kind of surprises me, that they shot that well, and I'll throw one more out there for you to chew on. They took 20, uh, just about 24 free throws per game. That's the most they've taken per game all month. So, they the numbers make it seem like they're, like they're – they're right where they need to be. Their turnovers are the lowest lowest turnover month, um, best shooting month from three, or, yeah, best shooting month from three. The, the more you look at this month that a lot of people have complained about, the more I look at it, I'm like, wow, this is like an incredible month that they had. I mean, I don't want to, I don't, I don't want to like be accused of like making excuses or anything for this team. I just, I, th- I think that if you look at this month and you look at kind of what's what's coming ahead, there's like th- the schedule opens up, right? There's so many, there's just, there's more rest time. There's, um, I think, what is it? They have like the second easiest strength of schedule going forward. Like there's like, they, they've played a bunch of, you know, they, they, they just got done playing a bunch of contenders on like, you know, one night's rest at best, you know, sometimes it's like, you know, the third game in four nights, third game in, you know, fifth game in seven nights, you know, three of them were on the road, whatever crazy thing it might be. Um, like this, like they went 11 and five in January. Um, you know, like that's 16. So yeah, 16 games. Like that's quite a few games. Like that, yeah. that's, that's a busy month in the NBA. Um, you know, February, you've got, you know, the all-star break and, and, and you've got just like, Things just get a little bit more reasonable in terms of in terms of scheduling. I mean, I, I think you know they're still in first place. We, we you just read off all those stats, and some of those might normalize a little bit. Some of those might you know come come back down to earth a little bit. But like on the other hand, you come out of a month like this feeling really good. I think for a bunch of different reasons, um, not the least of which being you played great when you played a million games. Uh, you know, and you and you just had a crazy schedule, and things are about to get easier. That's that's a big positive to me. Yeah, it's that January schedule was a bear. Yeah. That was that was a brutal kind of look. Either go home and stay home, or go on the road and right, stay right, on the right. road. <laughs> Don't give me, you know, home road home road home road. Like because you get home, you're like. Hi, honey. Bye, honey. Like, like, oh, here's my kid. There goes my kid. And you're like, the, all of that stuff is like difficult. It's tough. Yeah. They statistically, you look at the the numbers and everything. Their offensive rating just about 120, second best uh, of the season. Their defensive rating is 112. Okay, that's um. Mm, they had better, but it, it's better than December, like a better defensive rating than December. Their assist percentage, 60.6. So your net rating is pretty good with those two. Yes. Your net rating is pretty good. The, you know, the turnover percentage is low. Like you, you, 
the let's see the offensive rebounding percentage is is 27%. That's okay. Um they, all of these numbers are good in like the pace number, 99 and a half. Well, in October it was 100 over 3 games, right? So November 98 uh December 98.85. So January 99.54 is really their best month when it comes to pace. So yeah. Yeah. they they didn't like yeah, they had moments. We're so programmed to like think about the moments that we don't like. This is not what's supposed to be happening. And we focus on that. And when you you look past a lot of the things that went well, and when you look back at this month, every little metric that we have, it's like, oh, that's good. That's good. That was good. Maybe the the whole thing about this month was maybe maybe too many people focused on too many of the bad things. And like when you take a step back and you say over 16 games, this team really ended up performing very well and up to their standards. You you can't look at this month and be like, well, they dropped below certain standards. Like they they actually were able to maintain a lot. And it was a tougher fight, but I'm inclined to look at everything at the end of this month. You look back at everything you say, aside from two real stinkers, Milwaukee and the Clippers, they fought through everything. Even the loss to OKC, they fought back. Yeah, they had, That's the game Tatum started uh, defending Shea Gilgis-Alexander. The Celtics made a big comeback. They fought through a lot of stuff. You come out of this month and you're like, how can you not feel like even with all of these things stacked against them, the Celtics came out of it really, really well. I think uh, it sounds to me a little bit like Joe may have uh, programmed you a little bit. sounds like we're talking about entitlement here. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm talking about process. Is uh, what I'm talking okay. about. No, okay. Actually, what I'm talking about is results. But the yeah. results. Were <laughs> yeah, right. That's right. Uh, actually, but, but I mean, you know, the, the, I guess you're, you're the results that measure progress, I guess. Um, yeah, no, I, I think that, I think that's all right. I, I, I think that this, and, and I think, I don't know, man, it's, it, it's so funny to, to be in January with a team like this. Cause like, even like last year, right. They had that hot start to the season and then you could start kind of fretting about them because things fell apart a little bit. You know, they started to slide just a little bit and you could start kind of being like, I don't know about this and that. It's like, this team doesn't have that. They're just really good. And you know, like, there's a lot of stats to prove it. There's a lot of stats that, that show that they're a contender. Um, but you know, I, I think I'm really curious to see what it's going to look like with a little more rest. I think that that's going to, I think that could make a really big difference. And I think, especially when you look at, you know, what's kind of happening with some of the other Eastern conference contenders, I think there is a really good chance for the Celtics here to put some distance between themselves and kind of the rest of the pack over the next few weeks here. Um, one last thing before we wrap up. It's okay. People, I can hear people say, okay, John, well, how does this stack up against the rest of the league? Well, in January, the Celtics had the fourth best net rating. So it stacks up pretty well against the rest of the league. They had the fifth best defense and the eighth best offense. Now, overall, um, that's a little lower than where the Celtics are. They're second overall in offense and third overall in defense and the best net rating. So January relative to the rest of the league, it was a little tiny bit of a dip, but the fourth best net rating in the league is still elite. 
That yeah. And you know who was number one? The Knicks. Number two is Cleveland. Number three is the Clippers. Number four is Boston. So the Knicks had an amazing month. Thank you, OG and Anobi trade. Uh, the, 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 the Cavs have, you know, figured some things out. So you look at the rest of the teams above them. You say, well, the Clippers are the team that just beat Boston and the Knicks and Cavs. I don't think anybody's afraid of them. So like Boston is still right there. You've got two, two teams with, we'll call them outlier months, but whatever. Fourth best net rating in the league is still an elite month. And the Celtics are an elite team. So, all right. Good month, good podcast, solid podcast that included eventful uh, podcast. A ninety-two point five percent sit rate, which is good, but we not high, not as high as we like to normally keep it. So you're so entitled. <laughs> Thanks, Tom. Appreciate you. Thanks everybody for listening. Thanks everybody for watching. I, I wish you could have seen that clip of Tom falling. It's I'm not usually one that's like laughing at people falling, but. I laugh at I laugh at Tom any chance I get. So thanks everybody for uh I hope you enjoy the podcast. I hope you subscribe, become an everydayer. If you are an everydayer, I would love it if you shared the podcast. Everybody share the podcast. Spread the word. Tell your friends that they should be listening to and watching the Lockdown Celtics podcast here on the Lockdown Podcast Network. It's your team every day.